0: Thank you for downloading this episode of the Cast Iron Theatre podcast. It is episode 16. It's
1: episode 16, yay. It's episode 16. Yeah, we've done so many now, 16 of them.
0: We've done at least 16. We've, actually, we've actually done more, because yeah. this was the first of three separate podcast episodes that we recorded, one after the other.
1: Yeah, three in a row. We had a lovely day this week, where we sat at the Sweet Waterfront in Jury's Inn, and we interviewed three shows, one after the other, and it was great we've got to totally geek out as always chatting about theatre and with three different companies yeah we
0: had theatre we had sketch comedy and we had magic Magic. <laughs> but this one is all about theatre yes. um, it is pepper to whip productions
1: it is and their production of blink um it was really lovely to talk to them because they're not um they're not from around here are they they're not local no they're not local
0: depending on where you're lo- listening to this oh that's like, maybe true. they're local to you
1: yeah they're from bambury they're
0: from bambury
1: yeah and it was great to come First
0: and- while the bambury cross players
1: yeah it's just great to meet people who, who are creating theatre outside of our little world and bringing it to Brighton and
0: they've we're breaking the echo chamber. We're, we're we meeting are. people who aren't just out. Because although this is about, we we often said, uh, we don't say it quite often on the uh, introduction, mm. but it was all about, you know, people who are working Brighton living Brighton or are just passing through Brighton. Yeah. And because it's the Brighton Fringe, we're talking to a lot of people who are passing through Brighton. Yeah. And it means that our listenership is going up and there are lots of people outside in, you know, China, in uh, Australia, mm. in Banbury, are all listening <laughs> to the Cast Iron Theatre podcast.
1: I am. It's great. Hello, Bambury. Hello, Bambury. Big up, Bambury. <laughs> anyway, we should listen. I've, I've realised we haven't introduced ourselves.
0: I uh, no, uh you are Michelle Donkin,
1: And you are Andrew Allen.
0: And when we met, it was murder. Now, that, that's the old title credits of Heart to Heart. That's. So listen. I, d-
1: I wasn't aware of that. I was, did we kill people? I, d- I have a really bad memory. Damn it,
0: I'm still recording. Oh. <sighs> This is the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast, episode 16, uh, recorded here live at the Sweet Venues Waterfront, which is where our guests today are going to be performing their play Blink. Uh, you are Peppered Whip Productions, hello. We are, hello.
2: Hi, hi there.
0: So um, there's three of you here. Well, actually, there's four, but um, uh, we've got a shy co director who's uh, looking at us imperiously. <laughs> um, <laughs> for-
2: That's what he does most of the time.
0: I, I, yeah. I feel that's what makes a good director. us
2: imperiously, not yeah, sit yeah. quietly in the corner.
0: I, I, I believe so. <laughs> you, we, we don't, you don't want, from a director. You, you don't want opinions or, or oh, ju- no, no, we like don't want that. not judgment. Um, sit
3: quietly in the corner, Gem. That'll be fine
0: with us. A, yeah. He's actually doing very well. Um, so, um, Rob. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, so you're well. You're Rob. I am. I'm Rob, yes. You were yes. last
2: time we checked, weren't yes.
3: you? Yes, that's what it says on my driving licence. Oh, indeed,
0: you. on your CV. Uh, mm. What else are you for Blink?
3: I play Jonah Jenkins in, in Blink. Um which is my dream park. because it's a uh, very reserved um, character straight out of a uh, religious commune. So, yeah. you know, it's perfect for me.
0: <laughs> we, we, should, we should point out that um, when you say he's straight out of a religious commune, yeah. that's not just a figure of speech.
3: No, no, the character actually comes straight from a farm, which is a religious commune, where yeah. he catches rabbits for stew and uh, milks cows and listens to the Bible readings every single day. And uh, this is his first thrust into the real world
0: so we this isn't exactly uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt he's not no. sort of like a oh, uh, well is he a wide-eyed naive he is
3: wide-eyed and naive he's learning very quickly about the world yeah very quickly about the world and what the the bad things about the world and what's going to happen to him and uh you know, it's uh, it, we follow his experiences through. Right. Yeah, simple things like going to the shop and buying groceries and that kind of thing. Mm. You know, things that he's never had experience with. Mm. It takes you know, on and, great um,
2: importance, doesn't it?
3: Absolutely. Certainly, no experience with with girls. So when he meets Sophie, this is something he's not experienced before. This yeah. is something new for him. You know, he's looking at something that um, you know is completely alien to him. So, so there's he, an
0: ex-prisoner sort of mentality there. Absolutely. Yeah. Institution, Institutionalised. Mm, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: So. so you mentioned Sophie. It is a two-hander play. Um, <laughs> playing Sophie is is you.
2: It is. It's me. I'm Tara. Hello. Hello. Uh, and yes, I do. I play Sophie Kissack. And uh, as we were saying before we were caught on air, yeah. we were saying that uh, Sophie is also very isolated as an individual um, she was very close to her father and unfortunately loses him to cancer. So she basically spirals, um, loses her job, loses her dad, obviously, and spirals into a depression. She's very, very alone. And so obviously that that is her prison, yeah. that her own isolation and her depression. Um, and it's through those experiences and Jonah's experiences that they form this very dysfunctional non-relationship. yeah. Um, which involves consensual stalking. Okay. So it's, um, they know about each other. Well, Sophie knows they both know about each other, but Jonah probably doesn't know that Sophie knows, that he knows, that she knows, if you see what I mean. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, They take the very simple things in life and make you see how important those things can be can actually be so in in terms of this whole trend towards mindfulness this play is a bit of a microcosm of that because you see all of those simple things that can develop such importance through their eyes Um, and the actual format of the play itself is not you watching them per se yeah They actually engage with you. They immerse you into their story. They talk to you and they tell you about their story from their perspective. And then they show you little snippets of that story as you go along. I see, yes. So we take the audience with us, hopefully, on this journey.
0: Well, that's interesting in terms of... Because if it's about mind... To a certain extent, what we want to call mindfulness. And about two people... uh, Damaged people who are delicately uh, tiptoeing around one another. There's a certain part of me... Because I'm not familiar with Blink... um, there's a certain part of me that thinks there's a danger that narratively might be avoiding plot for a it, it's quite a conceptual sort of thing and you're sort mm. of like running away from plot. But yeah. if you um I and mean then delaying a plot resolution. Mm. But if you're Involving the audience, that becomes a much more, as you say, immersive mm. thing, a much more um, proactive thing, so less of a passive thing.
3: Absolutely. I mean, what drew us to the play as well is that the, there is a plot there, there's a very direct plot, there's a beginning, a middle and an yeah. end, it very much goes in a good circle, it's a good, isn't it? It's not necessarily
2: good the place. ending that you might expect. No, not at all. But there is an ending.
3: Yeah, there is an ending, and it's interesting.
0: Well, there's always an ending in terms of, as you said, it's about... Um, or it touches on the concepts of bereavement, which actually is one of the things that you are being raising money for in your crowdfunder, because you've got a crowdfunder Indeed, going on. Indeed,
2: we have. Well, as anybody who does fringe theatre knows, it's incredibly expensive to <laughs> yeah. finance, um, even for the simplest of productions that you want to put on. So we wanted a little bit of help with that, but yeah. also, having done it in Camden, we realised, you know, you've gone through the process once and you start to look at the characters and the whole production in a very different way, much deeper, I suppose, once you carry it from place to place. Um, and we realised that with the two protagonists experiencing bereavement and then the the relationship and how it spirals, their own selves um, spiralling from their bereavement, we thought, well, this would be a really good way to raise awareness and to raise some funds for Cruise, the national bereavement charity. So that's what we're doing. Um, The details on our programme give the link to our crowdfunding page where people can find out more about our story and exactly what we've done along the way, um, our journey, and can find the details to donate if they wish to.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, So it's... um it is a play about you know two people finding each other. You know they in disparate. Uh, they have different journeys to this location or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know two you know two lost souls in a city, which leads quite nicely to introducing Nick. Because, Hi there. Hello, you are, what's your role here?
4: Um, so I'm um, stage manager, responsible for the, um, for the set, um, which uh, is, I understand by fringe terms, quite a, <laughs> a, a, a big set to fit yeah. into the, the small performance space that we've got. But we, find, we found that although it was challenging to begin with, um, it actually does result in a, a lovely, intimate um, kind of experience for the audience. Yeah. Uh, kind of helps to immerse them in the, in the story. Um, and make them feel involved and and connected with the characters
0: Um, Because at least um, in the poster that we'll have seen around town and the flyers, there's at least a a reference to the set in terms of the silhouettes of the city
4: Indeed, yes Um, We have been very fortunate enough that um, another member of our team, Chris Alcock, who may well come down later in the week to to see our set uh, Come down in, in from position. the
2: shires. From the shires.
4: <laughs> um, so he's created a wonderful London skyline, um, which is uh, a, a real focus sort of in, in our set. Um, it's really beautiful. Um,
3: and everything's yeah. orange. Orange is our colour. We're trying to. Yeah. Orange is a sunset colour yeah. that we came up with yeah. um, when we did the set. We thought if we if we pushed and if we pushed the colour, then um, that would be a good way to sell the show.
0: So everything
3: with T-shirts, we have are yeah. orange. and, it, and so it's, it's
0: complicated set in this uh, studio. So it's orange is the new black box theater. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yes.
2: not wearing orange because to complicate matters, I'm wearing daisy, which is actually yellow. So.
0: Is there a, is there a metaphor or a reason for this? Not really. Um, I was yeah. just
2: being awkward. I didn't no. like the fit of the orange one. It's, it's <laughs>
4: still yeah. a sunset colour, though, isn't it? Orangey, yellowy.
3: No, the truth is, when I went to buy the t-shirts, I couldn't find a woman's nice style size in the oh. in the tangerine, <laughs> so we had to go for the daisy yellow. I,
0: I, bet, I bet you <laughs> couldn't find I bet you couldn't find any t-shirts with pockets in them either for no, That's women. right. That's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the a whole gendered thing going on right here really.
4: these, these colors also follow through into our lighting effects though we've yeah. got a couple of really um, fabulous lighting effects that, yeah. that people will have to come and see. Um, one of which is a nice sunset scene Mm. so we've got the oranges and and the yellows in there as well
2: and we have a very interesting little box of props so as we go through our story we remove these props and form these little um, I suppose little scenarios which are basically relating to Jonah and Sophie's memories but we literally create them with one prop two props those sorts of things Mm. Um, so it's been fun hasn't
3: it oh yeah hard work a lot of hard work (laughs) Well, this this has been part of our life now for two years because we did Camden last year. <coughs> yeah, the Camden version. Yeah, and um, bringing this play back again to go to Brighton has been—it's been fairly easy for us. We've just got the lines back in again really quickly. We put lots of extra characterization in, so we're very proud of what we put on stage. Yeah, very proud.
0: And it's a because although the play has, the play itself, the script, I guess, has gone itself a very strong reputation mm. um, before Camden before last year. You were new to it, you were aware of the play but you hadn't seen a production of it yourselves. So this is genuinely a, a, your absolutely take on right.
3: it. Right. Our first take on it was picking up the scripts, reading yeah. the scripts. We read the we read the synopsis, thought that sounds interesting. Yeah. We'll have a read of the scripts and we just really loved it. We had the choice of several plays, but Blink was all we went for. Yeah. Because of its story, um It was a storytelling,
2: wasn't it? The yeah, storytelling we found quite captivating. Mm. So that was what we thought we would be able to really give over to the audience in a positive way
3: absolutely yeah. yeah and it just reads so well phil porter's script just reads mm. so well mm. um, and all of us read it all three of well three or four of us read it in the yeah. room and we just thought yeah, that's the one. That's the one we're going to go for. Yeah. just loved it straight away.
2: It's clever, it's witty, it's dark, it's poignant. It makes you laugh, it makes you cry, it makes you yeah. laugh, thinking, really, should I be laughing at that? Yeah. That feels quite uncomfortable, um, which we like. We actually, as a company, like doing things that make our audience question what they're seeing. What we were looking for is some sort of yeah. emotional or emotive reaction. Mm. Um, if we can't do that, then
4: we've failed. Mm. <laughs> well,
0: that leads me to a realisation uh, of something that, I've almost taken for granted. For the quite a few of the companies that we speaking spoken to recently on the uh, podcast are, are new writing or their device work, and certainly cast iron is is new writing. Mm-hmm. So I've almost forgotten about speaking to companies who are you know have not necessarily created their own work in terms of script mm. so that leads me to the really obvious question of where does Pe- Peppered Wit come from what, 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 well, how did you we, form
3: we, we formed it out of Bambury Cross Players we're all members of Banbury Cross Players yeah. in Banbury and we decided that we wanted to take a play to the Edinburgh Fringe yeah.
2: so that was back in 2011
3: back in 2011 yeah, yeah and um, Banbury Cross Players weren't interested in putting a Fringe production on so we decided to create our own company yeah. took ages coming up with the name didn't we came up with Pepped Wit. And we wrote oh, I'm, I'm going to have to
0: unpack that right there. <laughs> uh, where, where does peppered come well,
3: from? Well, I, I think we came up with, we were just going through things like we wanted two words together, didn't we? Yeah. And so we wanted we wanted something in there where people think, oh, what does that mean? What does peppered wit mean? I
2: guess it's supposed to mean or imply that we're quite clever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, 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 are, you saying, are you saying that if we, the audience, if we on the Royal Mile don't understand what peppered wit means, then, then we are less clever than Not you? Not at all.
2: <laughs> because we are completely of the mind that theatre should be accessible to everybody. We have no preconceptions about who should come and see us or who might want to come and see us. We're here to be... ...seen and enjoyed, hopefully. So,
0: well, that that actually really does un- deserve unpacking... ...because y- you say, you know, you're, you're of the mind... ...that theatre should be accessible to all... ...that's actually part of your manifesto... ...that's on your website... ...that's part of your mission segment... ...so how does that manifest itself in your productions?
2: Okay... Well, I suppose maybe it's not so much how does it manifest in our productions as such, but more to do with what we're prepared to do or where we're prepared to go and where we're prepared to perform. So we try to do things in the community and all of us are involved in other companies. Yeah in various communities where we live which we don't get paid for obviously nope. um, so we've also been working with new writers we're not solely with writers yeah. that are already produced yeah. um, we, in fact we've been doing things in the community with one of the local pubs that yeah. we, we have in Banbury um, they like to put on Christmas um, okay. shows yeah. so we've done like a Dickensian dinner for them and helped them with their sh- with their dinner serving the dinner as well as performing at the yeah. same time and we've done that with new writers as well haven't we, we seen have. the last yeah. Couple yeah. Of years. Yeah. so it's not really I mean The thing is, we're all busy. So this is not our main job necessarily. I've got three children that I'm, you know, looking after at the same time. So this, you know, this is our passion as well as wanting it to go further. So we're always looking for collaborations on different things. So we've worked with new comedy writers on podcasts, The Jolly Good Show, over the last couple of years, haven't we? Yeah.
3: Um,
2: So we're always looking for people within the community, outside the community, to to see what we can lend to each other in terms of our skill set and go beyond. So I mean, really looking at the four of us here and thinking about Chris as well. Well, that mm. is a manifest, manifestation of how we make those connections yeah. because we met. We've got two brass band players that we met through theatre. You know, you come across all sorts of people from various, various, and varied walks of life yeah. who get together under this one umbrella. And you know, we, we like to exploit that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, indeed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were saying before we were recording, um, Nick, you came into Peppered Wit or get, met these guys via a particular production.
4: Yes, correct. Um, must have been about five or six years ago now. 2011. more. For a moment I thought you were going to say, five or <laughs>
0: six, no it was 20 years ago. Yeah. All no, are, Oasis, were, years, yeah, Oasis yeah. Yeah. were top of the charts. Yeah. You were just was, a
4: boy. Yeah, yeah, so I was playing with Hook Norton Brass Band at the time, yeah. at an Oxfordshire based uh, brass band. Um, and we um, did a collaboration with the Bambury Cross Players, yeah. um, the company that Tara and Rob and, and Jem... Uh, were involved with at the time um, so we put on um, a run of that in Banbury yeah. at the mill um, it was fantastic wasn't it it, it was, was well yeah. received by But we, I think was it sell out um, sell out yeah. every sellout night, every yeah, night yeah, yeah, um, and everyone involved thoroughly enjoyed it um, myself to the extent that I've kept in touch with these guys yeah. and gone on to do to do other, other things with them so yeah I thoroughly enjoy doing something slightly different to what I would Yes. Doing the band, but still creative and and uh, yeah. and, and enjoyable.
0: And, and currently, as you say, um, stage management and set design and um, sound, but not the opportunity to introduce wind instruments into a play about brumians. We're,
2: we're, we're looking for those opportunities yeah, yeah. 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 as we speak.
3: <laughs> yeah we want to do a play with music yeah I mean, we yeah. want to do something with music in we want to do it with live music I see so we're, we're, we're thinking about whether we can involve a brass band again because we had such a great time doing yeah. brass stuff yeah. pretending yeah. to play instruments yeah. you know I played Andy I played and McGregor's part in yeah. brass stuff and yeah. uh, pretending to play a brass instrument because i can't play a brass instrument
0: oh, that's interesting because I, I i understand that in terms of if i'm going to dub you for a film yeah. how does one pretend to play a brass instrument live mm.
3: it's it, it's like it's you keep an eye on the person next to you it's kind of you keep a look to one side tara learned to do all the fingering on the flute yeah. horn um based i played
2: on tara film. Fitzgerald's part okay yes. Yeah. so i had to I had this big solo. Concerto de Rondeuers
4: the, the, yeah. is the, the famous flugel yeah. solo yeah. within the film that Tara um,
2: And I acted. did actually fool music teachers who thought I was actually playing. It was fantastic. But um, cheat a little bit because I can read music. I do play yeah musical instruments but not brass so there was a wonderful girl called dawn and she basically had herself playing um had herself recorded on dvd playing the song yeah and then she gave me the piece of music and she gave me numbered fingering over each note so i used to go home and every night i used to watch the dvd and play at the same time, I see, yeah. so I taught myself That's how right. to passably play it without yeah. blowing through the instrument
0: <laughs> I, I, w- Were you just not terrified that the, the recording of music would just stutter and stop playing at the time that you it were wasn't recorded. Yeah. Yeah. So Dawn yeah.
2: the wonderful Dawn was in the wings yes. playing yeah. whilst I, I was on stage yeah. playing. Everything yeah. was live.
3: We don't do anything we didn't do anything no. recorded. No, no. All of the music was live yeah. and the, we were playing along with the live band
4: yeah. on stage and everything, And that so. was
2: the real buzz. Mm. That really elevated those course, amazing yeah. feelings that you get when you're on stage. Um, and logistically was
4: quite exciting too with with sort of twenty five band members for the finale yeah. plus the actors um albeit a slightly smaller group during the the most part of the play yeah. we did all come together at the, get, at the end so mm. it's a big cast and big uh, big band to, to manage wasn't it it
2: was yeah. and, and obviously most of them didn't have a lot of experience on stage so that was interesting
4: yeah, yeah. i had yeah. lines i said all right danny did <laughs> As I was getting on the bus. You remember? I do, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You, say yeah. That tar- you, you say that to Tara as if he never remembered <laughs> in the production week. Yeah.
3: He knows his lines now. <laughs> maybe the 20
0: show. years later. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were saying, Tara, that you're currently directing, you're about to direct I another am. play. What, what's that? Uh,
2: that's Love Song by Abby Morgan. Oh, yes. So, um, again, I'm directing that for Banbury Cross Players. And uh, it's... a. Wonderful show, very moving. But the challenge for me is that I'm now working with a choreographer to help with the movement yeah. um, involved in that piece. It's and a series
0: of vignettes, really, yes, isn't it? Yes, yeah.
2: it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm working with actors who aren't necessarily, you know, dancers yeah. or particularly spontaneous movers. Yeah. So we're all enjoying it, and we're all enjoying the challenge. Yeah. And it's a real integration in terms of, the, again, people with different skills and what yes. have you. Um, so as soon as I finish here with the run for Blink. Yeah straight back plunging into that because we'll have a month left so
0: fantastic yeah. uh, right, I should ask the other guys do you know what your schedule is after the Brighton Fringe
3: not really I've, yeah. I, I've been invited to audition for the producers um, ah excellent um, next year so um, I may I may do that yes what, um, I'm what, doing, which role do you think I, I fancy all the roles yeah, the yeah. <laughs> there isn't a bad greedy. role in the producers <laughs> yeah. so there's no bad male role in the producers they're all well I was going to say
0: uh, how, how do you look in stockings yeah. Um, fabulous yeah, actually
3: yeah. do I look fabulous don't I Absolutely. yes yeah they're shaking their heads yeah yeah they're shaking
0: their head oh dear god their, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their mouth says yes but their head says no <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah.
3: yeah so it's not looking good so no maybe not the, uh, maybe not the dance teacher yeah, yeah uh, sure uh, let's go for Leo Bloom or yeah. Max Bialstock okay. or someone like that
0: <laughs> and uh, Nick
4: um, some banding engagements, no doubt, over yeah. summer and, and Christmas until I sort of get the nod from Tara and Rob that there's another Peppered Witt um, project on the go, which I'll uh, happily get involved with. Yeah, we'll with. probably be yeah.
2: looking at some sort of Christmas shows again, trying to get involved with the local hostelries or hotelier... How do I even say that word? You can cut that bit if you like. Hotels, <laughs> pubs, that sort
3: of thing. Or leave it in, that's no, fine. Yeah. I think hostelries <laughs> is fine.
0: <laughs> um, I think hostelries <laughs> is the... Um, <laughs> is the name of your next show, <laughs> that Host- great. Host- Hostilities in Isn't Hostilities. It, yeah. <laughs> I think 40 Towers so, yeah. have got that one covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Yeah.
2: True. Um, but yes, we did a really interesting collaboration with a new writer last year and um, instead of previously we'd done Dickensian Dinner with A Christmas Carol where we had 17 characters played by four and a half of us, yes. the half was my 15 year old son, but um, it was worked really well. Full sound effects and costumes and everything and, and the diners, well they loved it, yeah. it was great, very Christmassy. And then last year we did like a, a 1920s flapper mystery, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, new writing so that was great and the proceeds well some of the proceeds from that went to shelter so we're trying yeah. to incorporate more again of a, a community feel and to be able to make, make, maybe do some good with um, some of the, the the funds that we raise yeah you know,
0: mm. so excellent so i'm um, talking about um uh, blink which is the uh, the show that you've got coming down here this week uh, for the brighton fringe at sweet waterfront you spoke briefly about it being Loosely, a somewhat immersive piece that the uh, the characters uh, involve the audience, um, which for some uh, nervous members of the audience, it could be quite a terrifying uh, concept. But it's not actually precisely audience participation.
3: No, what we're doing is we're just we're just involving the audience in the story. So yeah. we're making eye contact. Yeah. We're focusing on the audience. We're telling the story to the audience, um, to their faces, so that um, it just makes it immersive for it's them. It draws, them the intimate, yeah. Yeah. It draws them into the story, intimate. Absolutely, draws them into the story. And um, that's all we're doing. We're not actually getting people to hold bits and pieces of set no, no. or anything no, like that. No,
0: no. And not unless it falls down. No,
3: not no. unless it falls down, yeah. no. I mean, I don't like that. I don't like to go and watch a production where, I, where someone will give me something to hold or yeah. say, we need someone to come up on stage and do this for us. I, I don't want to go to no, something no. like that, so I don't expect to but involve But to be fair, audience. we have
2: done that. Not, not at the Fringe but um, going oh. back to our Christmas shows yeah. we very yeah. often um, have a bit of a thing where there's only four of us or five of us yeah. and clearly we're one short and we haven't got somebody to play this part so here you are <laughs> we give the diner the script You boy what day <laughs> is it <laughs> Indeed <That's> right,
3: yeah. <laughs> so. Why it's Christmas time Mr. Scrooge We um, yeah and that, but that's in a in a nice intimate sort of yeah. in a meal in a much more comfortable environment
1: When
0: everyone's already had four glasses of wine yes. well, that's yes, useful yes. Yeah. 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 yeah We haven't really we spoke to the characters but we haven't really we, we've loosely spoken about the plot, but if we were going to do our elevator pitch for Blink, for people to come when you are when people actually deign when you're flying to actually take a flyer from you and say what is it about? What's your answer?
3: It's a love story, or a non-love story, a yeah. quirky love story between two people. Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a love story, um, but not like any other love story you've ever heard before. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a fox called screphalitis. Yes, so if you love
2: foxes, come see Blink. What
0: what, what does the fox say? Um,
2: Would you you like to sing your reply, Rob?
0: No, no,
3: no. Uh, Our fox makes absolutely no noise. I see, I see.
2: He's very well behaved. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, Good. Um, Good. What we'll do is we'll ask you the questions that we often ask people on the podcast uh which is what we often ask it when they're down in Brighton if they work in Brighton is a sort of a, a coffee shop uh where we can see you clutching a notepad making notes for your next uh play or whatever um is there any sort of place in Brighton where you hang out uh you're not Brighton kids you're basically as you say in Banbury is there anywhere that's genuinely hip and happening in Banbury?
3: Oh, I mean, there's hundreds yeah, of yeah. places in Banbury. Banbury is really the the... overflowing with of creative the, uh, enthusiasm.
0: Yeah. It is actually. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. But there are genuinely a couple of places that you actually hang
3: well, out. We, you can find us primarily at the Mill Arts Centre. Yeah. In Banbury, which is a an old disused mill where they've turned it into a theatre space. Fantastic. And there's a bar there, so. And it's right by the canal. So it's right exactly. by the canal. So, so what, it's a nice what's place.
0: What's the in the uh, what's the performance space at the mill like? Is it uh, 200 seats or 40 seats or? It is 150,
3: 150 seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 150 rake seating in there with a massive stage. Isn't it? Mm. And uh, is it's a
0: receiving house. It has lots of travelling things coming in, or yes, yeah.
2: yes, absolutely. Mm. Lots of touring theatre productions, uh, lots of um, tribute bands as well. Actually, yeah. comedians, yeah. comedy. comedy yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. mix. Yeah. Mm. yeah, good mix, good mix.
0: So it's a bit like because uh, I lived in the area, but not really. I, I uh, lived in Leamington Spa, so it's a bit like what I would have remembered as the Work Art Centre sort of vibe. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Did you yeah. know the loft?
2: Yeah. Did you go to the loft? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Once, or,
0: once or twice. Yes. Mm. Um, it seemed, maybe I'm that 20. It was 20 years ago. Uh, I, I think it had gotten either only just opened or had a bit of a refurb for the time that I was there. Mm. So not that often. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Um, I, we should explain The loft was, you know, um, a theatre space, not yes, just know, yes, not indeed. just me hiding and no. weeping <laughs> about my <Yeah>. college fees <laughs> <laughs> in the upstairs section of my student house. Okay. Um, <laughs>
2: No, indeed. So the Mill Arts Centre and Pinto Lounge.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the White Horse Pub.
2: And the White Horse Pub.
0: Which is it? where you've done the um, Christmas stuff. Ah, that that's
2: right? where we've been doing our Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yes, indeed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Have you, you, when you've been finding, have you had a chance to find anywhere in Brighton or have you had anywhere recommended to you?
3: Where was it? We were the other day. that they did that fabulous breakfast. Cafe CoHo. Cafe CoHo. Oh okay, yes. Yeah, we spent a nice uh, morning up in Cafe CoHo having a wonderful breakfast of pancakes and maple syrup and yeah. bacon
2: and lots of gluten-free and dairy-free mm. things as well. So that was good for yes. me. Yeah.
3: So we would definitely go back there again. this Yeah. Week.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Um, and um, the other question we often ask is a. Uh, you may have been too busy, but is there been a film that you've seen recently you've enjoyed? A book that you're currently reading? The next play that you're reading? A, another podcast?
3: I just watched the first episode of American Gods on on Amazon yes. TV, which was weird. That is a weird thing. Yeah, but I might try and watch a few more of those.
0: It seems to have got universally good. F- it does, doesn't it? And yeah. I read
3: it. I I started watching it because of the reviews. Yeah, it's it's quite close to the bone. Is there's, there's there's lots of Have you read the book? No, no, I haven't. No. And that's so that I, I should read the book, really. Maybe I should read the book before I watch it. I'm, the book I'm book not looking at you right judgingly. I, I'm not, you are. I'm, I'm you are. Not, I'm You're not judging not me. Suggesting. You're definitely judging me. Um, no, I never read the book. I don't read many books, do I? It's
2: terrible. That's a terrible admission. <laughs> Wipe that immediately. That's, that's right. terrible.
3: I read scripts. That's all I read. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. So,
0: that, But that's actually, because I read far too much. I, I've got about 14 books on the go at any one time. Mm. Um, and that's sadly not even an exaggeration um, so that fascinates me in terms of somebody who does read scripts and you know is creative um, who doesn't read much books so I'm interested to what books have you read and it might be you know you, you read choose you know, mm. your own adventure in the age of nine and that's it yeah um, Five Go Down to the Sea yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Enid Blyton is one of my big favourites yes um, well, definitely I love that book and also uh, Room on the Broom I've read that recently <laughs> yeah really oh, good oh
2: Gruffalo as well yeah
3: the Gruffalo and yeah. Gruffalo's
0: Child yeah. oh the, the yes sequel, yeah, don't I, forget I, that I think one. the sequel was even better than the original I did I, I, I'm loving um, Dogs Don't Do Ballet that, that, that's, that's really it's not what you're
3: into at the moment it's a genius moment. book it generally it yeah. is it's a lovely book well yeah. if you're up for a quick read in the coffee shop that's really the one yeah, to go yeah. for isn't
0: it and it makes you look like a really studious uh, rom- romantic gorgeous father type guess. absolutely so, you know, everyone's a winner
3: absolutely and we're all wanted to look like that aren't yeah, we yeah
0: so American Gods as TV yeah Room on the Broom Mm-hmm. Uh, your yeah. <laughs> book of the week that's um, right
3: yeah. <laughs> recommended book of, Rob's recommended book of the week
0: wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be great um, that was um, Room and the Broom on Radio 4 <laughs> that's book that's of the right. week tomorrow we going to see it's a very short book we're going to do the same book again that's right Um
3: <laughs> Make it stretch out for a nice hour. Yeah. I mean, discuss the, all, the, uh, all the illustrations.
0: The, the sailing by music is is sleepy enough at the end of <laughs> <Yeah>. Radio 4. <laughs> Literally a children's book will be just send the nation off. To, off That's to right, sleep. yeah. That's what the nation needs it now. It does, it does. It, it does. needs, it needs uh, yeah. Michael Palin reading to us children's books.
3: Yeah, you heard it here first, yeah. kids.
0: At is a, a, a film or a TV program or a book? Okay, you were so judgmental about not reading books. You must no, have books. No, not four at
2: all. Books. No, I probably because I probably nagged him in the past about not reading. Yeah. But um, okay, so under some of those titles, I've been introduced to The Flash oh, yes. by my son, and I've been thinking, wow, actually that's quite cool. So I'm yeah. watching the series with him at the moment. Uh, what else? Um, I haven't seen a film for ages. No. I've just bought, in fact, a DVD copy of 1984.
0: Are the uh, John Hurt? Yes. Yeah,
2: so I want to see that again,
0: which I really like. It's 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 you know how um, films go into fashion, and out of fashion, into fashion, and out of fashion. It's all the time that I've been aware of it. People have not particularly liked it, particularly because I guess Richard Burton was very ill at the time. Yeah. Um. So he's he's not he's not his most energetic performance. Although I quite like that in him. There's something sort of quite bristled and yeah. tired about him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really and it's got a eurythmic soundtrack, which is somewhat weird actually in,
2: in well I can't remember I'm sure I've seen bits of it but yeah. I'm not sure that I've seen the entire film I, I read the book when I was 10 yeah. my dad made me read it <laughs> but made me skip <laughs> over all the pages with um, the sex bits yes Yeah. so I now want to revisit Did glue it glue
3: them together or something
0: you, you you don't want to create a, a world in which the sex bits of a book are stuck together. That's
3: no, just... no. Actually, I hadn't thought of that out before I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just blank them out with a pen. Maybe maybe that's what he did. Use a sort of a felt I'm tip. I'm going of to watch the film
2: 1984. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh yeah, I'm really involved in my script in in Abby Morgan's love song. That's really yes. taking up all of my extra time. And what was the other question?
0: Um, I guess um, that kind of, if there are any of it, you have mentioned the podcast, actually. I
2: do read, um, I do read, I've picked up and put down several times, but I want to read it. But you know when you get one of those books where the words seem to be really tightly packed together, so you you also feel like you're going nowhere very. You need to see a couple of
0: swings at the bat before.
2: So it's, I'm reading The Shock Doctrine.
0: Oh yes! yes. Um, uh, do you know what? I've had exactly this. I've Have been re- I've been reading that for that p- four, past four years. Yes, and I've been reading the first ten to twenty chapters exactly. for the past four exactly. years. Exactly, and um, that's what
2: I'm suffering from.
0: <laughs> but, but particularly in the in the current current climate, it's genuinely one of the most upsetting, terrifying books. And you sort of like one of the reasons you keep putting it. Da- uh, why one of the reasons I keep putting it down is because you want to look at everyone else going you know this is happening right now, don't you? Um, Exactly, So yeah, I would absolutely agree with you that Shock Doctrine is a book that we should all be reading at the moment.
2: And I'm almost through Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. Oh yes. And I was reading that through and I was really enjoying it. Well, I say enjoying it, you have to say that carefully. Um, But I was enjoying the experience of reading it and then the film came on the TV and I caught the end of it and I realised what the ending was and I thought, I don't know if I can go back and finish reading the book. Yeah.
0: I have a friend who is... um, genuinely angry about The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas because, and we should qualify this with spoiler alert, if, although I'm still not going to say what happens at the end, but if you're good at reading between the lines, you'll, you'll guess. Um, she was very angry about the end of The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas because she said, if that character can move in that mm. direction, why can't all the other characters move in the opposite direction via the same routes, right. and therefore there be no sense of danger? Yes. So that really annoyed her with a somewhat pat ending. But yeah, um, so you, you, do you think you, you will continue reading it? Or? I will,
2: but I think I have to brace myself, yeah. if that makes sense. I mean, it's like watching EastEnders. I go through periods of when I will allow myself yeah. to watch EastEnders, and sometimes if I'm feeling particularly stressed, and it's quite an aggro situation, sure. I actually have to turn EastEnders off, yeah. <laughs> because I can't watch it, It just I can't cope oh, with it. I've
0: occasionally almost sprained my ankle trying to leap across the room to turn off EastEnders <laughs> before it starts. Um, <laughs> Although I, I will have to say that I'm impressed. If nothing else in this podcast, we've made a Venn diagram of Extenders <laughs> and the Boys, giant pajamas,
2: and the shock doctrine, and the shock doctrine. Yeah. Yes.
4: Oh, and Room on the broom.
3: Ah, oh, yes, yes. Don't forget that. <laughs> Yeah. I
0: think with shock doctrine, or Room and the Broom, or indeed Boy in the dramas, could all be made more implicitly um, connected with the audience if, at the end of a pivotal scene, they ended with a dum 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 yeah. dum. Oh yeah, 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 quite right. Yeah. 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 Mick, um, have you got anything that's um, vaguely offensive? To <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> no, I mean when it comes to um, books and, and reading, I tend to go for kind of travel writing okay. and, and outdoorsy activity type books. So. Yeah. Um, I've uh, enjoyed uh, walking the Nile. Uh, I think that was Leveson Wood. Okay. Um, I think ran alongside the TV series yes. as well, um, which I enjoyed seeing. Um, I've been given Ray Mears' biography, okay. autobiography, recently. So I'm looking forward. You've to been given. Have you had a birthday recently? Uh, a couple of months back. Well, I, I've got a big pile of books that I'm kind of working through. Yeah. So yeah, uh, looking forward to getting to that one. Um,
0: and did you see um, the film version of uh, *Walking in the Woods, the, the Bill Bryson dialogue? No, I don't
4: think I did. No, I've read Bill Bryson yeah. some years ago. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed his, yeah. his books yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. And our third question we tend to ask, and I tend to take people by surprise with, is is there an invention, an idea that you had when you were younger or you were a kid that, you know, you had that film franchise idea or you invented a really amazing thing that somebody else has got to you before you? Um, Rob?
3: Uh, yeah, I think um, I invented the uh, perpetual motion machine. Well, oh, I wow. thought about yeah, it yeah. first. Uh, I know it's not been invented yet, actually. But, but you, I had, the, have, you I had the concept. I, uh, the idea is there. I'm working yeah. on it, still yeah. working on it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will uh, that'll come to fruition soon.
0: I remember on that note that I had the idea for the joke about, you know, um, a we're piece of... We're not tell that joke again. No, we're not. But, but that, that, uh, that joke of the hot hot <laughs> butter toast... A oh, it is that joke again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no,
3: you said you weren't <laughs> going to tell them. Oh, thing.
0: see, no, no, I, I, I was qualifying for the fact that that was before recording and after recording. But no, the, the reason I bring it up is um, I, I did have the idea for that joke about um, hot butter toast and cat. Um, I didn't realise that it was already an old joke, but when I got to it, I oh, thought I'd be very clever. And actually, it was already an old stand-up joke by the time I got to it right so I think I mentioned it online which is the worst place well that was was really embarrassing for you well well, not so much embarrassing as then you attract the sort of people uh, online who sort of then Really angrily and with quite a lot of vitriol, say, "Well, you stole that joke!" Right? No, no, no I, I, you, I didn't. You're just no.
3: completely innocent because to you it was an original joke. For me, it was a completely. I feel innocent deeply joke. sorry. I can see the, I can see the upset in your eyes. The, the sadness <laughs> in your eyes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. You, you came up with the idea of of perpetual motion. Yeah. What was it going to be used for? What was the?
3: Well, the idea really is, to, is, is to generate free energy. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm a great environmentalist, worried about you know the the effect on the. Uh, uh, on the ozone layer and that kind of thing. So let I'm let let the uh, uh, let, let,
0: let the Hem record show that Tara is <laughs> this is news to Tara.
2: <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do go on.
3: No. Yeah, so, you know, to obviously to save the planet, which yeah. is deep in my heart, uh, I want to create something really that will Create clean energy. Yeah. So, um, and if I don't achieve that by the time of my death, I think I will have failed okay. at life.
0: Have you seen a film called The Man in the White Suit? I haven't. Ah. No, or have I? No. That, Tell me about it. Um, Alec Guinness uh, invents a, uh, a material that is self-cleaning, and because it will save money, and the uh, the the managers and the and the, um, the bosses of um, detergent companies are. Very upset with him because it means that there'll be. That's right because you
3: know, he's created fabric that won't can't be destroyed, right. hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Coating for a fabric that yeah, can't be yeah. destroyed. I saw that the other day. Yes. Well, you have seen it then. Yes, I have seen <laughs> it. I have seen it. No, so, as it was going through, I thought it, I recognised the, uh, the, the, the synopsis yeah. and ah, thought, oh, "That's it. Ah. I've seen that."
0: So you, you, you have meant, you've invented perpetual motion, but not a memory span of longer than three days. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Once I've created the perpetual motion machine... It'll, it'll look
0: know, after it itself, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, 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 um. Um, so, um, Rob, uh, uh, you said you were going to invent uh, perpetual motion. Sorry, mate, it's already been done. Has it? Was that me? No. <laughs> yeah. Is that why I'm was not rich? You? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Sure. So it was, it was actually our idea. Was, was it really? You've <laughs> previously shown no interest in that. I know, but you don't remember, do you, uh, Rob? No. Oh, it's oh. Uh, <laughs> h- here's some dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Tara>. <laughs> uh, did you have you invented? Um, um professional emotional.
2: I'm a very simple soul yeah. and um, I mean I am creative in lots of ways, but technically speaking, I don't think I'm particularly inventive. What I would say is when I was four, I wanted to be a petrol pump attendant oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that was the epitome of my ambition at four and
0: w- were you were you distracted by sandy from Greece uh, what was the um
2: not particularly no no, it was just that I liked the smell of petrol and diesel in, in the... In the morning. In the morning,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And napalm. Yeah,
2: yeah so um, I'm so sorry, but no, I, I, I can't really give you a good answer to that question.
0: Uh, no, but I, I like the idea that um, as a little girl you want to be a petrol pump attendant. That, I did. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Nick, did you have an idea for a play or an idea for a, uh, an invention?
4: I was trying to think back. Um, nothing groundbreaking to date, but um, what I have been working on um, very recently is is a way to uh, magically transport a huge, great, big van full of sets and props <laughs> into a fringe uh, yeah, yeah. theatre venue. So, yeah. yeah. Once I can roll that out, then
0: I'm sure that would be quite popular. Well, rolling it out yeah. will be a yeah. good start. Um, yeah. yeah. It would to roll, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be in a van and everything. But you have, you have, you have uh, for Blink, you have invented a way of getting a, the entire city of London into a very small theatre <laughs> space.
4: Absolutely, so we're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It just needs a few tweaks. We're living
0: on a yeah. prayer. Um... So, uh, Blink, which um, at the time of this recording, it opens uh, tonight. It does. Uh, w- uh, which means that I think this podcast will come in, in, in your second or third date, uh, but it means you're running till when?
2: Uh, till Sunday night?
4: Yeah, Sunday 4th of
0: June. 4th of June, and uh, you're at what time you are?
2: Fa- actually, 5.30pm. Yeah. So, we're hoping Every that... Night, yeah every night run time
4: about 80 minutes excellent Um, so a great one to come to after work or something and before before. dinner
0: exactly so it's it's, it's in that respect it's proper fringe theatre you haven't actually given up your evening to see a great bit of theatre um, and you're at Sweet Venues we're at the Jury's um, the Inn which people if they're not local to Bryson might sort of miss it's near the Town Hall and let us remind ourselves we've said that Blink is running from the 29th to the May to the 4th of June at 5.30 uh, remind me again where we can find you or where we look for the f- uh, crowdfunding
3: I've got a tiny URL so yeah so where we would we find do. you for that uh, okay. The the tiny URL for our fundraising page is uh, https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl dot com forward slash
4: mw2hxmx. Alternatively, I think you could just go to www.justgiving.com and if you search for blink, yeah, and or peppered wit, maybe, or, or peppered indeed. wit, indeed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we're, yeah. on, we're on Instagram as yeah. well, peppered wit, we're on Twitter, at peppered, at peppered, peppered wit. wit, and we're on Facebook, peppered wit productions, as
0: well. So we'd find all the details quite quickly, uh, you once we've we gone if we'd typed yeah. in peppered wit, uh, into the search engines. Um, so, um some distance away from the microphone looking at us with uh, <laughs> the, the grace and gravity of a Grecian god is uh, your co-director Jem uh, 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 hello jem how are you
4: hello i'm fine thank you uh, enjoying this wonderful interview with three very creative
3: members of peppered wit and myself included we don't pay him by the way uh, not yet no not yet will what is your under, under. what
0: is your reward
3: my reward is... Um, goodness me, what <laughs> is my reward? Nick, um, Carver last night. Oh, it? it was Carver last night, and an, an excellent Chinese takeaway on the first night. Excellent. From a, from a shop just round the corner. That was, um, yeah. We should recommend it, but I don't know the name of the shop. It's Lucky Star. Lucky, Lucky Star. Star. We're going to use it again. Yeah. Fantastic, yes. excellent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's only uh, about, like, one o'clock in the afternoon, but you've now made me very hungry for <laughs> uh, Chinese takeaway from Lucky Star. Um, so, um... Jem, Rob, Tara and Nick from Peppered Whip Productions uh, best of luck for your run of Blink uh, have a great friend thank, thank, you, very much. thank you so very much, much. Thank you. this has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast
1: presented by Andrew Allen and edited
0: by Michelle Donkey.
1: music is Chapstick by Everett Armand find us on Twitter
0: cast underscore Acts. On Facebook, Ironclad Cast Iron, or one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com
1: Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes.
0: Thanks for listening.